it's me, Lily, a frog, who lives in a pond and loves to tell stories. I'm going to tell you a story about a friend of mine who is a librarian and also a squirrel, a squirrel librarian. She lives in a great blue spruce tree, the tallest one in the forest, the one that makes the most spruce cones. The boughs of the tree are heavy and they're dense, and so there are many little chambers or rooms throughout, and they're accessible to those who are small and so can either scamper up the trunk or fly from bough to bough, or do both, scamper and fly, like a nuthatch can. My squirrel friend is a librarian by vocation, meaning it is not just a job to her, but a calling, her life's work. When she is too old to work as a squirrel librarian any longer, she promises to not only pass on an impeccably organized and cared for forest library, in that great blue spruce tree, but to contribute meaningfully to the field of forest library sciences. Her contribution is the squirrely decimal system. It works like this. Each book is imprinted with a particular nut, which denotes the main subject of the book, such as forest philosophy or forest science or forest literature. A pine nut means philosophy, a hazelnut means it's a science or mathematics book, and spruce nuts mean literature. Then the books are further imprinted with a mushroom or other fungus which denotes a subtopic. For example, a pine nut and a morel mushroom means it's a book about philosophy and owls. So in this example, forest owl philosophy. Then, a leaf or herb is used to signify the book's particular location among all the owl philosophy books. And then, the librarian knows exactly where to retrieve it from. It's simple, says Lexi. And especially designed for creatures who cannot, like me, memorize the individual locations of thousands of spruce cones, pine cones, hazelnuts, acorns, berries, mushrooms, and herbal remedies for sore gassy tummies. The squirrel librarian's name is Alexandria. But her friends, like me, call her Lexi. The last time I visited her forest library, I asked for a book about making hard candies with flies. And Lexi said, We have two books on that subject. One is called Hard Candy Making with Flies and Gnats by Oliver Croaky Toad. And the other is called Candy Made Simply with Flying Insects by Oliver Alexander Salamander. Which one would you like? I asked if I could sign out both books. And she said, back in the squirrel minute, and returned with them in 12 seconds. I'm about to ring the story time bell. Would you like to stay for story time, Lily? And I said, I would, of course I would. And so she pointed to a mushroom I could sit on and then rang the bell and waited for the forest creatures to gather round for story time. A nuthatch came, and then a blue jay also a chipmunk, a very sleepy vole and her seven sleepy babies, curled up in some brown leaves and fell asleep, 
A young skunk arrived and began munching loudly on a rose hip until Lexi looked at him in a way that made him eat more quietly. And finally, a yellow warbler whistled down in a blaze of sunshiny yellow color and, upon landing, tucked away all her bright yellow feathers until she looked just like any little brown bird. Then Lexi opened a book with a paper birch bark binding and a picture of a blue speckled robin's egg on the cover. And this is what she read. Once upon a time, there was an egg. The egg didn't want to be an egg. The egg wanted to be a bird. So the egg bounced and bounced and bounced until it bounced right out of the nest. Then the egg was a broken egg. But when the blue eggshell fell away, the egg discovered he was a bird but a very little bird who didn't know how to do any bird things like fly or eat bugs. All the little bird could do was cry and hop. Luckily for the very little bird, a crow decided to take him under her wing, even though the little bird was a robin and not a crow. She was an old crow who had already raised many baby crows and she couldn't fly anymore but was very smart. She brought him flies and worms and berries and shiny things and played chasing and flapping and hopping games with him until he found that he was able to fly after all. It's time for you to fly away, little bird, said the crow, but I have an important gift for you. The crow gave the robin a book. The book was bound in the iridescent black feathers of a corvid. Inside were strange black marks, but the robin did not understand them. He kept the book always, though, because it was a gift from the crow who took him under her wing. When the robin had already lived a very long life, he decided to give the book to one of his sons who seemed interested in it. The robin's son was beautiful, with a bright red breast and a cheery song. The son took the book to a rabbit who had many books in his burrow, and the bird asked the rabbit if he could read the book. The rabbit opened the book with the shiny black corvid feathers on the cover, and this is what he read. Crow Wisdom 1. If a creature does something unkind to one crow, they are unkind to all crows. Never forget an unkindness to a crow and never forgive. 2. On the other talon, if a creature does something kind to one crow, consider them kind to all crows and be kind to them. Never forget a kindness to a crow. 3. Many say the white-throated sparrow sings the most beautiful song in the forest, but they are wrong. It is crows that sing the most beautifully. 4. Every good thing needs time in the nest to develop. Never rush anything that matters. Five, shiny things are the best things. When you give a shiny thing as a gift, it gets shinier. Give away the shiny things you find and you will get shinier too. Six, be wary of things that make you feel dull. Shining is important. The robin thanked the rabbit for reading the book, 
and had a feeling like he should give the rabbit something in return. Would you like to keep this book of crow wisdom, rabbit? He asked. But rabbit said no, the book of crow wisdom could not be his to keep. So Robin went away with the book, but he felt like carrying it around made him dull, not shiny. Then he heard his partner calling him home to their nest. She was upset because one of their eggs was bouncing and bouncing. It doesn't want to be an egg. It wants to be a bird, he explained. Then he told his partner to go take care of herself and he would sit on the eggs and keep any from bouncing out of the nest. He thought maybe a song would help, so he sang to his eggs. He sang a song about dreams and rest and not rushing things that mattered. And the song worked. The egg settled down and stayed an egg in the nest. That's when the robin understood. The thing he was best at was singing. It made him shiny. Singing was the shiniest thing about the robin, and so that was what his shiny thing was that he should give away. When his partner came back to the nest, the robin flew back to the rabbit and sang a song. The rabbit loved the song and thanked the robin, and that made him feel shinier. Have you ever been to the forest library? The rabbit asked. You should bring your book of crow wisdom there so all animals can enjoy it. Wisdom is meant to be shared, not kept to oneself. The robin brought the book to the forest library and gave it to Alexandria, the squirrel librarian. And the dull feeling left the robin. He returned home again, feeling bright and shiny. The end, said Lexi. And Lexi closed the storytime book with the birch bark binding and thanked us for coming to storytime. When is the next storytime? asked the warbler. Not until Saturday, said Lexi, and the yellow warbler flew away, her underfeathers flashing the bright yellow of sunflowers on a sunny day. But the sleepy baby voles did not wake up, even though the young skunk began to munch very loudly on his rose hip again. Their mama snored softly. Do you have any books about blue jays? asked the blue jay. Of course. What sort of book about blue jays are you looking for? I guess maybe a book about blue jay wisdom, or maybe one about a blue jay who is smarter than a chipmunk and lives in a hollow tree full of nuts and has a fabulous party and everybody loves the blue jay best of all, especially the chipmunk. The chipmunk scampered away. I don't think I have any books exactly like that, but I know I have one about a brave blue jay who goes on a daring journey to fly further than any blue jay has flown before. That sounds like a really good book, said the blue jay. And in a squirrel minute, Lexi was back with it and helping him sign it out. Bring it back in two weeks. And the blue jay promised and flew away. Thanks for story time, I told Lexi. And she told me, Anytime, Lily. I'm always happy to see you at my forest library. And I slid off the mushroom I was sitting on and hopped all the way back to my pond and my lily pad, only stopping at one shop on the way to pick up some ingredients I needed to make candy and some bright foil to make candy wrappers with. And all the way home, I wondered if the squirrel library had a book of frog wisdom, what would be in it? Or maybe there's a book about a frog who sang in a choir and loved camping and had a pet dragonfly and solved mysteries that no other creature in the forest could. I'll have to ask. Thanks.
Thanks for visiting me at the lily pad. I hope you come back soon.